Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice. With me, as always, we have Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group. Hey, amped to be here. <laughs> amped to be here. That was a loud hey that popped in my ears. We're going to have to crank the volume down in post. Uh, and Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Hey, hey. And back once again, we have more Jeremy. more appropriate, Brad. That seemed more <laughs> appropriate was, than my hey. More appropriate. I learned from your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> back again, we have Jeremy Pulsifer, Power Sports Service Operations Manager. And nice, even even killed. Hello. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and and once again, we're excited to have you here, Jeremy. So thank you for being back. Um, we're we're stoked to hear the perspective that you've got on our topic today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, selling more than just a vehicle, or selling more than just a product. Isn't that right, Brad? Yeah, it is. So uh, when we hire new salespeople or bring in new service advisors, uh, we ask our sales professionals to sell three separate things. The first is obviously the product, good, or service, whether that's a power sport, a trailer, or a vehicle. The second is to sell the location, sell the dealership, right? And the third is the one thing that you can control in shortages, uh, location, anything like that. You can always sell yourself. So what we mean by selling yourself is to the acronym LAST, look, act, sound, and think like a professional. So, uh, Jeremy, always sharply dressed. You look amazing today. Uh, you smell wonderful. Your professional appearance, appearance is always on point. When I say look like a professional, what does that mean to you on our uh, power sports service drives? Uh, on our power sports service drives, we like to see our our advisors in a, a, a polo, a power sports polo, we prefer. Uh, because it's power sports, we also like it if you represent some of the brands that we sell. So we're a little bit loose on what you can wear, but we want it clean. We want it kept up. Uh, we need to have appropriate haircuts. Obviously, beards are a thing now. They're fine as long as you're willing to take care of it. Uh, and then also, that goes right down to, to be honest, the way you smell as well. Yeah showered is fine. Nobody has to wear a bottle of cologne, but we need to be cognizant of, of every aspect of our appearance. Yeah. I, I like that. Now, Oz, for you, how about on, on our sales drive? Cause we're not selling Mercedes yet. We're not selling BMWs yet. Who knows what the future holds? Hey, they haven't caught up to us yet. <laughs> we, we got Audi, we got Genesis, we got some luxury. Um, really it, it comes down to, um, matching your customer. Yeah. Right now, because, he, my dad, he's a very well-dressed man. And me, I struggle in this area in terms of caring. Um, now, I absolutely care what I, 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 that I look like a professional and that I, you know, I have hygiene and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't care what clothes I have on. So my wife, she will often scoff at what I'm wearing because I just don't care. Does she hit you with... Are you going to wear that? <laughs> <laughs> really, Oliver? Really? <laughs> and I'm the kind of guy that will take a, a mountain bath, uh, just some wet wipes sure. after a hike, right? Uh, right. But that, that has to be the rarity. When um, knowing your customer, uh, a GMC customer is very different than a Subaru customer, which is very different than a Power Sports customer, yeah. right? Which is very different from 
somebody who's buying phones or whatever. Um, so understanding what your customer needs, I think, is crucial. And your expectations should, the, their expectations should be met or exceeded. Um, and generally, it should be exceeded. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, a real simple thing, no one should mistake you for a customer. If you're there to work, Love no that. one should mistake you for a customer. That's key. We have to absolutely dress the part. We have to uh, show our customers that we're there to work, that uh, we're there to do business and, and take good care of them. So Tim, what about for you on the, on the marketing side? What do you, what's your expectation of your marketing team or your development team? Uh, my expectation, well, my expectation of the development team is, is to hang out in a closet in their, in their PJs. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I do. I do want everybody to dress sharply, but I want everybody to feel like they've got a lot of freedom and a lot of creativity in how they dress. And I, I do want that represented yeah. when they're out in meetings. So, you know, I, I want them to be unique and I want them to be individual, but I do want to make sure that there's an air of professionalism there as well. Now, I was always told dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, but it's yep. hard to find a Batman costume. <laughs> uh, no, but, but to me, it, it just means, it just means be well-groomed, yeah. right? Be yourself, but be well-groomed in the marketing world. I like that. Now we've got a epidemic that in my opinion is starting um, I think it started at the gym and now it's moving into our dealerships and that is sales professionals and service advisors with earbuds in. Oof. Really? Yes. That's oh. ugly. It, yes, really. So uh, why why the, the gas, right? Why? Because there's no better way to say, leave me alone than to have headphones in. That's like texting yeah. in front of a customer. Exactly. Oh. You're going to have to tell me what's coming through those earbuds that's more important than our clients because yeah. exactly. I'm lost here. Yep. So I will submit right now as a uh, YAG rule, please do not have your earbuds in when you are at work working. Anyone that's customer facing that has an earbud in, there can be anything coming through that, whether it's music or a text or anything that interrupts your ability to have a conversation with that customer. Now, it's kind of died off. Uh, we don't do a lot of it, um, but sunglasses were kind of the thing before. So, Oz, I see you nodding your head. Why are sunglasses something that we shouldn't have on when we're customer facing? Yeah, um, sunglasses are is something to hide behind. Yeah, right. When when a customer can look you in your eyes and you can see their eyeballs too, it communicates a lot. There, you know, there's. There's verbal communication, and that's only a small portion of the full communication that you have ability to make with somebody. And so sunglasses absolutely kill a huge portion of that. Um, even sunglasses that are on your head mm -hmm. or that are quickly accessible, I would, I, I don't much like as well. Yeah. Because sometimes people will keep them, you know, up on their head or behind it's almost just kind of saying, hey, at any given point, I can just close this off and go run. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeremy a, has some uh, sunglasses on his... I'm a habitual sunglass wearer. This is great information. But do you, do you have them on while talking to a customer? Uh, no, but I always have a pair with me no matter where well, I am. And I think it's okay to have on your desk or something like that. But just as 
it, it's just something that can really easily close you off from your customer um, and not allow eye to eye contact. Yep. I think the biggest things with the earbuds and the sunglasses is we just don't ever want to give the impression that we have something to hide, that something else is more important than the customer that we're currently engaged Couldn't with. Couldn't agree with you more there, Brad. And, and it's, it's such a, 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 you know, a, a controversial topic, but we have to remember when we're at work, we are the professional and we want to make sure we're able to give our customers 100% of the attention that they absolutely deserve. We do have, just as a quick mention, have occasion for glasses in service, customer facing, absolutely. out around the machine, climbing yeah. under their, their equipment. Uh, so we don't want to make this a hard, fast, don't do it, but please be, please understand what that means if you are closing off. Yeah. If, if you're getting around, if it's a safety issue, you need glasses. Correct. One, yep. uh, customer service is all, safety's primary over customer service. Absolutely. <laughs> Safety's number one. 1A, 1A, 1B. Any article or accessory should always be to enhance what we do as a professional in front of our customers, not to deter from it. Jeremy, in a, some of our previous conversations, you know, we have some techs specifically on the power sports side. They like to wear their uh, hats with the, the brim up, right. right? And I've heard you say, I want a technician wearing a hat with his brim up working on my bike. Why do you say that? Well, because the only reason he'd ever wear his hat like that is to get it out of the way so the light can get in there so he can do a better job for you. Yeah. Because I can't see why you'd wear your hat like that otherwise. So, <laughs> No, exactly. And and at all levels, whether it's as a technician, as a receptionist, as a sales professional or service advisor, we need to dress for our customers, right? It would be a little weird if we had anyone at our power sports service drives in a full tuxedo. Be a little bit <laughs> weird. Sure. Uh, unless it was tuxedo day. We do have some of our stores. They like to do some things to keep the atmosphere light. We have cowboy day up in Morgan. That, that seems to be uh, happening quite a bit. But you're matching the customer, right? Yep. And, and like Father's Day, a lot of these guys yeah. will dress up as fathers or Absolutely. have like a Hawaiian shirt Friday. That's that's fun. And it humanizes it, you. It, yep. it, 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 it helps the customer realize they're in a fun environment where people enjoy being. And, and I think that's I think that's good. Um, now, Brad, you've said it a couple of times where you've said dress for the customer, mm -hmm. right? Now, and the funny thing is talking about dress, I always get uncomfortable because I'm not very good at it. But I think there's a big thing of dress for yourself. Yeah. When you dress and you are professional and you have, you know, clean clothes and you're, you, you start the day out clean and, and, and ready, right? Um, there's something that switches in your brain that says, I'm a professional that, right? It, 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 you can almost dress to create your own confidence. Agreed 100%. Now, uh, Tim joked, you know, there's not a Batman costume, but I think when you get dressed and prepared to go to your profession, it is you mentally checking in to what you're about to do. Yeah. And it should be something yep. you do with confidence. Well, and sure. it, it is, it is costuming, right? Yeah. Because we are, we are 100% of the time we are trying to portray ourselves as a certain thing. And if you're dressing professionally, you are trying to portray yourself in that light. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that with any confidence is to dress in a manner that's that's going to allow you to feel professional. Well, and we can't... Uh we can't prove our credibility with our appearance, but it certainly opens the door to give us the opportunity. Man, yeah, I love you that. Can, you can certainly close the door to your credibility yep. with your appearance because it's often the first impression that our, that our people get. Absolutely. So the next is to act like a, a professional. And that starts by 
everything that we do when a customer sees us, right? If we're within a certain distance of a customer, they should see us acting like a professional, whether it's a friendly wave or a handshake and uh, really important, a nice smile, right? It's very welcoming. Um, also, eye contact. Eye contact is so important. It helps put customers at ease and they know that they're dealing with a professional. And then using uh, courteous words and being interested, saying please and thank you, things like that. So Jeremy, how do you see those things working on the service drives at our power sports stores? Well, it's made a big difference because I did spend 13 years doing it a different way, you know, uh, treating, treating our customers like it was their pleasure to be there. And you maintain some and you don't, it depends on your ability to build relationships. But if you treat your clients with respect, we treat our customers, pleases, thank yous, use good manners. It's actually right in our core values that that's what we do. So to me, it's essential uh, and a massive, massive portion uh, of the growth we're experiencing in power sports is getting better with our clients. Yeah, awesome. I love that. Yeah, you know, on the service drive, it, it can, and, and I'm glad you went there first, Brad, because a lot of times, um, you know, there's a lot of positions that people get stuck by the physical barriers within their space, mm -hmm. right? So on a service drive, that would be a counter, right? Yes. Where you're, right where your workstation is. Um, and so what we do is because we have a seat there, the customer needs to come see me. Yep. Right? And so we sit there until they get there. But what does a professional do? A professional gets out, walks to the customer, and that's what a, an acting professional would do is meet them at their vehicle, hey, or, or meet them at you know where their machine is, right? Hey, what's going on? How can I connect with you right here? Physically seen it change the tone of an entire interaction. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And not only for the customer, but for the employee. Absolutely. The person speaking to him behind the counter, it feels like, okay, I got you here where I want you because this is my space. Welcome yep. to my space, right? Yep. But if I go out, I go, hey, this is your space. This is your car. This is your machine. This is this is where you reside. How can I serve you? And it completely shifts that that because you're acting like a professional. Well, it changes the conversation right off the bat from you're here to see me to I'm here to serve you. Yep. Right? Yeah, I love that. So there's obviously a handful of don'ts when we're acting, right? Anytime we're on stage, we're on our showroom floors, we're in front of a customer, we're on a test drive, we're on a test ride, we're doing a walk-around presentation of a trailer. There are just certain things that hopefully with some common sense you won't do, you know, spitting, horsing around, things like that. Uh, cursing. That, cursing. So that's actually takes us right into sound which is the S, sound like a professional. The words that we use do have an effect on our customer. And it is cursing, profanity, things like that, laughing, inappropriate jokes. And it can also be customers that can hear you when you're not actually with them. Maybe you're two or three offices away or worse, all the way across the showroom and the sound carries because you never know what you might say and how it will affect a single customer's interaction and how that can deter them from purchasing from us or ever coming and seeing us again. This is a common uh, concern that we come across in almost every one of our power sports dealerships because with the exception of about two, 
we share a wall with the sales department right back to our service department. Yep. And a wall typically isn't enough to contain the sounds that can come out of a out of a service department. So it's important to always be cognizant of who can hear and what they can hear. Absolutely. I love that. It's something we always have to check ourselves, right? So also in sound is the types of words we use or uh, maybe the jargon from Mm -hmm. the sell side and even the service side. And I know we've got a big focus on some of our service drives. I don't know what a knuckle always does. I don't know what a tipum is, but if my service advisor comes out and tells me that's what I need and I have no idea what they are, it can be real difficult. We have to remember as professionals, sometimes we need to speak to our customers and use words that they can understand. We have to be able to describe a repair need based off of language that they can understand. Well, and that's not being condescending either because they're, that's why they're here. Yep. If they knew they would. They, as they far as service us. goes, right. they wouldn't come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know, our duty. If you broke a control arm, right? Well, that doesn't make sense to ninety percent of. Do you know what a control arm I is? Have having the foggiest, right? Um, but if you broke that and you said, "Hey, we need to repair your co- control arm," you'd probably just say yes, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you're like, you, I don't hey, even know if what you've got to replace. If you got to top off my blinker fluid, and, I, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> and a professional doesn't just say, "Hey, you you broke a control arm," right? They're gonna say. You broke a control arm. This is exactly what it does. This is how it connects to it. And this is why it's important while you're driving it. At helping your customer understand what they're spending their money on adds so much value. That's that's above and beyond. That's exceptional. Yep, 100%. So the last T is think and also to think young, right? We need to remember we work for an incredible organization that provides an exceptional customer experience to every single customer that comes in. But we have to take control of that. So it starts with self-confidence. It starts by believing in yourself, believing in your process, believing in the value that you individually provide to that customer. And you need to be that forward-thinking professional. Not just how can I help this customer now, but how can I retain their business and how can I help them in the future moving forward as well. So Jeremy, what are just a couple of things that you would want to make sure that our power sports and and even our auto side service advisors start really taking a look at as a professional on the drive? Uh, I would definitely start with appearance, in my opinion. And I like the things we talked about with dress for your customer. Do I believe that a a service advisor in Morgan versus a service advisor in Ogden might have a different style of dress? Absolutely. But what's important is that common factor that it's pressed, it's cleaned, it's not stained, shoes are clean, and it's presentable. It doesn't have to be hyper. Not everybody's wife has to dress them like mine does me. That's not (laughs) what everybody's looking for here. But I just would like to see a standard of of just clean. Yeah. That's the only real adjective I have for appearance because again, it is so important as far as first impressions go. Yeah. I love it. Brad, do we have an action item? Yeah. So my action item is the next time you get ready for work, do the costuming, right? Understand you are putting on your costume to go to work to be a professional. It's your bat suit, guys. I can't wait to see you show up for the next podcast. (laughs) 
right. <laughs> Tim in a, ba- in a Batman costume. All right. It is time for my copious notes. So we're talking today about selling yourself. Now, uh, you're expected to sell three things as a salesperson. That is the product, good, or service that you are actually selling. That's the location or the dealership itself. And it is yourself. You need to follow the last acronym. That is look, act, sound, and think like a professional. Looking like a professional is dressing well. Have good hygiene. Don't smell bad. You don't want to smell bad. Be well-groomed. Represent your product or your location well. Match your customer. Dress the way that your customer dresses, but exceed that a little bit. Uh, Nobody should mistake you for a customer on your showroom floor. Uh, Earbuds, sunglasses are kind of a no-no, right? Uh, These are just ways to hide. They're ways to give the impression that you've got something to hide or a reason to not give the customer your complete attention. Uh, Obviously, there are fun exceptions for, you know, holidays or or little fun days that you're your store might have, but uh, uh, those are going to be the exceptions to the rule, not the rule itself. Uh, Next, act like a professional. Uh, Customers should see us acting like professionals. We should be making eye contact. We should be courteous. Please and thank you are very important words. They go a long way. And uh, don't get stuck behind physical barriers. Get out from behind the counter. Go and greet the customer, right? This is going to change the conversation quite a bit. Uh, Next, you want to sound like a professional. Words matter. Language matters. Uh, Anybody in earshot can be affected by your professionalism or by the lack thereof. So you want to make sure that you're limiting jargon uh, and make sure to explain it if you do use jargon. This is going to help the customer to understand what they're spending on their money on, or what they're spending their money on, and that adds a great deal of value. And then finally, think like a professional. Have confidence. Believe in yourself. Be proactive. Think young, and really consider the perspective that your customer has of you. So I think that's about it. And now we did talk a couple of episodes ago about giving out uh, a couple of copies, five copies of Rockstar Service, Rockstar Profits by David Brownlee. Uh, We've given out a couple of those so far, and we're looking forward to giving out a few more. So by all means, please send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com with uh, what what did we talk about? We wanted to know. Uh, Your favorite episode, favorite episode, episode, somebody that you've referred, somebody you've referred it to, and something you wanted us to bring up in future episodes, and how you've enacted uh, some of the advice that you've received on this podcast as well. Uh, so please send us an email, podcast at youngcoe.com. And then uh, if you haven't gone on and rated us on iTunes or left us a review, please do that. It's going to help us out an awful lot. And get this podcast in front of your friends, your family, anybody who you think could benefit from it. So, uh, guys, I want to thank you so much. Uh, this has been great. Uh, and I am excited to see where we go next time. Thanks, thank Tim. You, Tim. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Dana Moi.